0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by. Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of Ford Toyo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire.
1: What's up, my man? Hello. Mr. Randy, how are you, sir?
2: Man, doing great. I'm going to start you off with a question right off the bat from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feed feedback. Uh, Brady says just saw Bart's social media post about being on the show today. Uh, can he comment about the rumor of Terrion Burgess is transferring to Benton this season.
1: Well I tell you what it might be smart for me to stay away from that one until it's but I'll I'll say this Randy, I've always tried not to comment I think there's uh, that needs to come from whatever the parents are doing and, and the players specifically. I think we've all heard certain things. It's—I'll uh, just have to say, kind of no comment. I hate—I hate to do that to you, Randy Ritt, but I'll just kind of say no comment right now. It's fair. That's yeah, okay. It's fair.
2: Well, I think you said it best. Let the let the players
1: be the that's one, right. mm-hmm. or
2: for that's that matter, right. for the school. And um, that's right. Uh, let them be the one that makes that announcement. But uh, uh, usually, where there's smoke, there's fire. So we'll leave it at that. It—that's where yeah. iron sharpens iron. Uh, Glenn says, I'm very curious about this question. I wanted to try to call into the show and ask the Basketball Insider. Why do sometimes with these top-level players, we see them with way better numbers in the summer team versus their school team? But it does not make sense. The competition is better, AAU, so it should be the opposite. Is it really really that way, Bart? It seems like the numbers I see – If they're playing on really good teams, the numbers are not as strong as what they put up on high school because they're playing with better competition.
1: Competition. Yes, Randy, so I think you're right, but we have seen situations. I think probably maybe like Quincy Lewis was one where I think he was a 20-plus guy in the summer but only a, a 13 or 14 guy at Parkview. But remember, that Parkview team was the number one team in the nation for a couple of years. We have seen situations where top-level players are averaging, and I won't even say averaging because it's not about one stat. I think probably what people are seeing is the production overall and maybe the overall aggression does seem at times with a select number of players to be more abundant on the AAU quote-unquote circuit than it is in school basketball, that is really attributed to one thing and one thing only, system and style of play. At AAU, grassroots, it's going to be a little bit faster than most any school you would play. And school basketball at times can slow down and the number of possessions go down. Therefore, overall production goes down as compared to AAU because there's more shots more, et cetera. But for the most part, you're going to see school numbers extremely high and then drop off in the summer. But we have seen that selectively from time to time. Like I think Dallas Thomas might actually average more points with Bradley Beal than he does at Parkview. But that would be one of those outlier types of things.
2: Bart, is, is this the fall that we're going to see the introduction, speaking of a faster game in the AU, grassroots? Is this the fall where we start seeing a shot clock in some of the classifications yeah. in Arkansas?
1: Yeah, so Randy and Rick, I, 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 5A is this year. I do not know. We need to check that, to see if it goes below that the 4A, but I think they were taking it one classification at a time. But 5A will now have a shot clock, and I think, this is just my personal opinion, that's the best thing to happen to high school basketball in the state in a long time. I think that does a lot of things and makes the game, I think, more enjoyable gives players more opportunity, I think, to overall develop and showcase their talents as well. So I'm looking forward to it. But 5A is definitely this year. Randy, Rick, we just need to see if it's 4A2. I think it's just one classification per year, if I'm not mistaken. Does this not, though, better
2: prepare a player who has to play with the shot clock in playing at the next level? Because, I, I mean, I don't know if a level uh, maybe. maybe N-A-I doesn't play with the shot clock, but all the other, right. whether it be D-1, D-2, otherwise, they're playing with the shot
1: clock. Playing with the shot clock, and I think it overall helps them develop. Randy, if they're not going to the next level, if it, if you're just looking at, okay, I want to enter high school, I want to be a really good high school player and get to the max of my ability, I think a shot clock helps all of the above, from NBA college to just being an average basketball player, it teaches you the game. You can't stand around, not move, not find open spaces, not be prepared to dribble, catch, and shoot and make really fast decisions if there's no shot clock and you can sit there and pass the ball for an entire quarter, which, Randy, I've seen. I know you've seen it as well. For half a quarter, one team will pass the ball Mm -hmm. and just hold the ball and stall out. This teaches them you have to be ready and a short shot clock, or at least a shot clock, to be ready to go and play the game. So I think it helps everybody, boys and girls.
2: Well, I contend uh, I I did start off officiating years ago, uh, back when I was a lot younger, get up and down the court. But uh, I welcomed the up-tempo game compared. uh, I did a game along with Scooter Register uh, between Camden Fairview, who was coached by Uh, Bill. Oh, I've gone brain dead. His dad was Bill Washita. Um, Mm -hmm. Bill Jr. Anyway, and and Catholic high school. And I mean, it was a minimum of 50 passes, and who knows how many screens and picks there were set. And, I mean, you always constantly, as an official, had to be looking for the moving screen, the illegal pick, so forth and so on. When the game's up and down, the fans enjoy it, the officials even enjoy it. The teams obviously enjoy it. Vining, Bill Vining, Jr., I went brain dead. Uh, But I just think to have that opportunity, and I say opportunity, but to really maximize the game, that's what it's about.
1: Exactly right, Randy. If you look at what we all do, especially in your seat and especially mine as a trainer, we're we're ambassadors for whatever sport we're representing, and we want to grow the game. Doesn't matter how we get there. If this helps us grow the game and create more interest, because I think players love it. They want to get up and down and play. They want to do like they they see the professional guys do and the college guys do. So I definitely think this is a great tool, and it's way overdue shots and I'm this is not just the new school guy. The best shots in offense come early in transition. The more you pass, sometimes it sounds great. Over a certain point there's diminishing returns and you're taking a worse shot than what you could have had four passes ago. So there's a little science behind it as well.
0: It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by arch street wheel and tire tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four toyo or Nitto tires only at arch street wheel and tire
2: is this bart the grind time if you will for both boys and girls basketball au is the um, grassroots season i would assume is completed and done and in some cases school is started but now yep. you've got the grind of getting ready for the upcoming high school season
1: yep the grind has started after a very long summer for a lot of these young young men and young ladies who have been out traveling all over the place and certainly even just staying in state and battling out almost every weekend it is school time so I say this, there are three important parts of the season. Randy, Rick, the time when school starts, I think there's a fatigue factor with a lot of parents and kids. after long, This stretch from now to October is when a lot of players can separate if they can stay in the gym and do what you just talked about, Randy, handle the grind, manage the grind, and stay after it. And this is a really important time for a lot of players, of all ages.
2: What is the one recommendation you would make to these young people? Uh, Is it work on your ball handling? Is it work on your passing skills? Uh, And maybe that's not even a part of what you would recommend. What would you recommend, Bart, uh, to work on or prepare for to get ready for the upcoming season?
1: Well, so it's a great question, Randy. So I'll say this. Being self-aware is a talent, and a lot of the kids are not going to be I guess worldly enough and old enough to know, be self-aware of what they're great at, but what the that's where the parents can come in. Be know what your game is. Talk to a coach, a trainer, a parent. Figure out the three things that you do consistently in games and take that and enhance that. Part about being kind of a game skill guy, so I'm a game skill uh trainer i teach what players will do in a game that's why my players transfer skills from practice to the court at a high level not everyone is the same so ball handling randy will work for somebody but it might not be the best thing to work on for the next person it might be shooting right you can work on three skills at a given time find out what those are and break those down and figure out how to get better at those three things for most players any ball handling and shooting you can't go wrong Right, But usually the third one could be decision-making, could be ball screens, could be passing, could be pressure ball handling, could be dribble handoff. It could be any number of things that can really make the difference between winning a game or playing time. So I think being self-aware and really breaking down your game right now is the one thing I would be doing if I was a player.
2: The one thing that I think there's – not enough attention put on, and please, please, please correct me on this, but the one thing that I I, I just don't see that much work being put in, and that is footwork, uh, something as simple as a drop step and spin move. Uh, and sometimes, to me, these are drills that you need to at least start off, not even with the basketball in your hands. Yep. How, much, how much time should be put in, Bart, to actual working on your footwork?
1: A hundred percent, Randy. And I'm being a little funny, but footwork is the heart and soul of the game of basketball. It is the heart and soul of the game of basketball. If you have great footwork, you can play. It does not matter what the position is. Randy, I had a, a post player call me and say, I mean, does my footwork need to be that good in the lane to score? My response to him was your footwork needs to be better than perimeter players to score in the lane because there's no separation there. You're having to outmaneuver and outfootwork a defender that's glued to you. It is the one thing that I would take a player as young as three or four all the way up to 23, a pro. Footwork, footwork footwork, and it's the hardest thing to learn if you really break it down, and it's really my passion. I love footwork, but it's the most important part of the game to me.
2: Well, I, I watched some of the videos that you post on uh, Twitter, and a lot of drills that, and I'm, I'm not trying to break them down and analyze them, but just at a casual glance, it looks like you spend a lot of time uh, working yep. with uh, these
1: young players concerning their footwork. 100%. Because, Randy, if you took LeBron James and he did a push crossover and I took my son that's going into sixth grade, the footwork and mechanics of it would be exactly the same. LeBron James just does it a little bit faster and covers a little bit more ground. So the sooner you can start that type of stuff, the better it is for the player. But, Randy, I'll say this one caveat. Not everybody knows footwork. Coaches training. It's a really complex deal, and so you really have to take time in learning it but a push crossover to a cross step between the legs like Michael Jordan used to do is the same for him as it is for me and you or someone that's in first grade that's just starting to play.
2: Wow. I could be mentioned the same breath with Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs>
2: that's right. Same breath as you LeBron like James. Wow. Not ability wise. Pretty... No, no, just your name could be in the same <laughs> sentence, but not the same ability. <laughs> <laughs> not even the same world with either no. one of those two. Not in that
0: league,
2: Yeah, not in that league, that's for sure. Uh, what is one shooting aspect, Bart, the players should work on? Oh, by the way, let me throw this in real quick. Uh, Bill Ingram, Arkansas Baptist, uh, the Hawks, the great leader of the Hawks. He sent me yep. a text telling me that uh, NAIA – uses a shot clock so thank you bill that i think that encompasses just about every level of play that's right is using the shot clock so come on high schoolers Uh, the other one bart (laughs) i want to get on my stump real quick before you talk about shooting is um uh when is college basketball going to go to quarters get away from this 20 minute per half business and in the last two minutes when you call a timeout and it's only uh, the opponent's basket, that like in the NBA, you get to move the ball to the half court. The women incorporated that rule a
1: couple of years ago. I think it's yeah. great. So, yeah. Okay, Some there's my, changes really my rant for the day. What well, makes it more exciting The small changes. Yeah, and we need to go to the quarters, and that trip over that the Razorbacks took to Europe just reinforces that because they were on the quarter system there. So I, I enjoy that. Shooting is. Take as many reps as you can do, okay? Take shooting reps. Speaking of Rodney Clark, uh, my trainer, Drew Hanlon, spent a lot of time at Butler. And one thing that Rodney had a tough time getting used to is that they would only take about 100 team shots in a given two hours. Okay? So they were real focused on defense. And he had a tough time with that because he used to taking a ton of shots. Take shot. Go outside and take shots. You don't have to have a real nice goal or be indoors to get effective shooting reps in. Isaiah does spend 15 minutes inside five feet before he takes any step out. So once you progress, get somebody in your face and shoot. get used to shooting the basketball with a little pressure on them, just like you would in a game.
0: Well, I,
2: I can uh, answer maybe one question. It appeared to me on that European tour that the goals were bent downwards. That
1: gave me that appearance. Thanks, Bart. Have a great weekend. Thanks again to Art Street, Will, and Tyler.